So welcome to the Do More Good podcast, season three. All good things come in threes, don't they, Kenny? Of course they do. Three musketeers, little pigs, triangles, your degree. <laughs> we should probably know what we're doing by now, right? You'd think so. There are times you have to step away from that and do the bigger, scarier, crunchier, harder work because it pays off in the end. Making sure that the senior people from that organisation get involved with the partnership. It's not scary. The worst thing that can happen is that someone can go, bloody hell, that was a bit of a cock-up. Do I've had a few folk not from Scotland that have said to me, I didn't know you could do that with bagpipes. <laughs> I think the, the message is... Do more good. Yay! Here we are, James. Episode number 28 of the Do More Good podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, Kenneth. I'm good. And uh, it's nice to see you've dressed up for once. Well, I know. Impressive. I thought I'd make an effort, but only to be suited to the location we're in this evening, which is absolutely amazing. Very yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're quite lucky tonight, aren't we? In the uh, Science Museum down in South Kensington. Must admit, I don't often come round these parts. I'm not actually allowed to be within this area. So um, it's nice to have got an invite down yeah. to the event tonight. Yeah, you never normally get out of South London that often, do we? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> got King's my pa- Cross as got well. Got my passport with me tonight <laughs> and my jabs. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're here, as you say, Science Museum. Been very privileged tonight to, to be invited by our guest today to come along to one of his events for the Stroke Association, which is absolutely, we're privileged to be here and to be invited. Um, and so it's uh, their re- Amazing Brains Research to Recovery event tonight. There's lots of people milling around. It's definitely a different kind of event to the ones oh, we're used well, to, right? Oh, this no. is nice. This people is are, nice. There's a lot less sweating than <laughs> things that I usually go to. But no, it seems like a great event and lots of great speakers tonight planned. And so, yeah, really, really happy to be here. But what have you been up to? We have an apology to make, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Yeah. We've been busy. Who'd have thought London Marathon would, would get in the way of us meeting up for a beer? But it, but it has, hasn't it? You know what? It's got great potential, that event. I think <laughs> it could really, really hit the mark. Uh, yeah. I think, know, it, might I think yeah. it might catch on. Yeah. How did it go for you? I'm just, just about recovered, I think. It was, it, was, it was amazing. It was spectacular. It was eye-opening. It was emotional. It was... Everything that the London Marathon is, really. It was just a brilliant see it from the inside for the first time for me, for, for me this year. Brilliant, brilliant experience. I don't know if you noticed this as well, but it felt really busy this year. There were more people there than there have been, or certainly at our cheer points and post-race and things. It was mm-hmm. just a busier event. More. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen any, any of the figures or, or anything like that, but I know talking about it and other people are commenting that it was the kind of the best ever you know everything from Kipchoge winning and you know almost gliding down that finish line right through to kind of seeing all of those runners come through it was just amazing so yeah apologies to everyone we've been slightly behind on our release schedule we try and do one every two weeks but um, I think as most people know by now you know we try and fit this in and around day jobs and families and activities but we got there talking of the family it's nice to meet them and amazingly they were. They all seemed relatively normal. I know. I was really surprised by that. Yours too. I think you borrowed them for just like the bought them or in something. just for the just for the morning. So for the listeners' yeah. benefit, James and I uh, met up with our families. 
down in South London. I was yeah. down there for a 40th birthday, and it was just around the corner from where James lived. And so we called yeah. for breakfast on the Sunday. It was yeah, great. We were, we were heavily lobbied to have the full family podcast version, weren't oh, we? That they really I wanted know. to be on it, and we had to be quite firm <laughs> that we're the stars <laughs> of this show. We're not, sh- we're not sharing that limelight with those guys. <laughs> we did say that we would try and record and get them on, but we'll have to do that at some point. Yeah. I would love to hear the perspective on actually what we do for jobs by our kids. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you, you look at all those shows on the CV, you can't help but laugh, can you? And you, and you watch most of them. Yeah, so. I mean, I must admit, I've, I've been away for the past, I was away at the weekend and then a couple of days just again, and my kids are not, one of them wasn't talking to me when I got <laughs> home last night. She was... <laughs> So her perspective on work is isn't great at the moment. No, yeah. it can yeah. it can get it can get in the way, yeah. unfortunately, sometimes. But it's been a good week. I think a couple of highlights that we've seen. I think um, one of the big things for me this week is obviously um, mental health week. A lot going on about about that in terms of mainstream media. Seeing a lot about that in my workplace, as I'm sure you know a lot of people are. And I think for me, we were just talking before we got started, like the. the the great thing about that, it just kind of makes it part of the conversation. You know, it just makes it that people are willing to talk about mental health. And I've had a couple of conversations this week with with people that I probably wouldn't have had typically. Yep. But it's just been a bit more open. And I guess that's what it's all about. It's all about awareness. So, yeah, I've been really great to be a part of that. Actually. Yeah, it's definitely more. We've said before, haven't we? It's part of the yep. conversation now. It isn't that unusual to have conversations around that sort of thing. So, no, absolutely yeah. not. And um, we've got some... Got some great guests lined up as well, haven't we? We've got, you've been, been, I, I go away for four days and you've booked me in. You've booked me up for the next six months, I think. I know. Yeah. It's I mean, very good. It's, it's busy, but we've got some uh, great guests. And thank you to all those people that kind of drop us a message and say they've got something really interesting to talk about. Some some really influential key people coming on in the, in the next few weeks. So yeah. Yeah. look out for those. Okay, so our guest this week has very kindly invited us along to this amazing event at the Science Museum to basically show the showcase the importance of, of a major events in, in, in charities' work and really meet some serious event professionals. James, I know we pretend that we've been event professionals, but this, this is, is where the different league, isn't this it? This is where the real work goes yeah. on. So our guest started his career at University of Chester's press team, working in press and communications roles. And then Tony went to join the Stroke Association October 2011, according to his LinkedIn profile, as their conference and events manager. And almost eight years later, he now heads up this function within the charity and I'm guessing had a pretty major role in organising tonight. So he's done a sterling job. There isn't much that Tony doesn't know about delivering events that really can help the Stroke Association have more impact in their mission to support people to rebuild their lives after a stroke and so we're really pleased to have him here thank you so much to tony for the invite and welcome tony banks to the do more good podcast guys How you thank doing? you very much for having me on here i'm really pleased to be here brilliant well look thank you firstly for, for inviting us here it's uh, as i say it's a brilliant event and it's great to have someone with your experience on the show so tony before we kind of get into some of it can you tell us a bit about why this type of event is so important to the stroke association i certainly can and, and welcome to the science museum by the way Tonight's event is an incredibly important event for the Stroke Association. It's one of our biggest events of the year. Um, We run a number of special events for our key supporters and stakeholders that we want to try and engage with. Tonight's all about the research work that we fund and support to try and prevent strokes, to try and help people in their life after stroke as well. So tonight's very much about raising awareness, but also hopefully as a result of people coming and having a good time, hearing all the amazing stories that we've got to share tonight, 
going on to wanting to support the Stroke Association and particularly support the research work we do as well. So you haven't just invited existing supporters, you've got new people here as well? That's right, we've got a lot of existing supporters that are very warm to us and have been supporting the charity for a while, um, but lots of new people as well. So it's a great opportunity for us to showcase what, what we do as a charity and also give them a good time and hopefully they'll go away wanting to come back to more events in the future and continue to work with us and engage with us moving forward. Yeah. Brilliant. And so you obviously had a background, as we said earlier, in, in, in comms and kind of PR. Can you tell us a bit about how your journey from, from that into kind of leading events for, for one of the, big, the biggest charities in the UK? I guess? Sure. It's, uh, it's been quite a journey and good research on the LinkedIn, by the way. <laughs> uh, so I, I started, I suppose, events right back in, in when I was studying at University of Chester. I did a degree in journalism which I know is not events, but um, it kind of led me to where I am now. I always wanted to be a journalist ever since I was a, a sort of a, a kid. But as I, as I studied, I realized there was a lot more to communications than just journalism. I was really fascinated by PR. I managed to secure a role after I finished university at, at, at the university itself in the PR department, which got me involved in events. I started running the, um, the award ceremonies and the graduation ceremonies at the University of Chester. That's where it all first began for me. Um, and I got a bit of a love for it, and I realized that was the industry I wanted to be in. I wanted to be in communications uh, and, and events and, and doing that work to raise awareness of whatever it was I was working for. Um, so I moved into local government. I was in local government for about eight years or so. Worked in a variety of different roles, but uh, loved loved events. And, and we were running conferences all over the country for people working in local authorities. But my real desire was to work for a charity. I've done a lot of personal fundraising over the years, and... I always wanted to do something that, that was able to give something back, to, to work with some incredible people, to, to do something good. Yeah. Um, so we, the role came up at the Stroke Association. It was perfect for me. I'm based in the Midlands, actually. I don't work in London. But it was a, it was a role where I could base myself in the Midlands, working on a national events program. I came in a, 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 an events PR officer role originally, and I've moved on since then into the head of conference and role a conference and events role over, over the last eight years. Well, congratulations. And I'm, I'm sure after that, that amount of time with the organisation, you've seen a, a lot of changes, a lot of ups and lots of downs. What's some of the highlights over those eight years? You, it's you think that? been incredible. Really? It's been such a journey with the Stroke Association. We're a charity that I think is really going places. Mm. When I first joined, we were just at re, relaunching our brand, um, which at the time was sort of a very old-fashioned medical sort of focused brand. And it was a crucial time back then in 2012. Uh, we opened our first Life After Stroke Centre in Bromsgrove, uh, a sort of national centre for stroke where a whole host of activities and support is available for stroke survivors. My very first job for the Stroke Association was to officially open that with the Duke of Kent, who's actually here at the Amazing Brains. Oh, to a BFF, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. We've done a few events together now. Yeah. So yeah. Does he, does he recognise you? Does he put his I arm around you when he sees you? he's starting to recognise yeah. me, but maybe not quite the, uh, the bromance of putting arms around <laughs> me. You stayed at <laughs> maybe his place, had a sleepover. Yeah. 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 Watch them two will be at the bar later tonight yeah, after it's yeah, all said exactly. and done. We'll the Jaeger bombs. We'll <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry. So that's where, that's where it started. Yes. And here you are now in the yes. Science Museum w- with your best mate. Still, still. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, and it, uh, the reason I mentioned the brand relaunch is that actually we've, we've just gone through another brand relaunch and... Uh, uh, sort of look of the charity is looking a little bit different tonight we're only sort of a few weeks into the new launch of the brand but also the launch of our new campaign as well so rebuilding lives is the name of our our brand new campaign 
uh, and we've just had our first television advert air. Yeah, saw that. It was amazing. Yeah, brilliant, incredible. We're going to be showing it again tonight. So if you guys are hanging around, you'll see it see it later on in the IMAX theatre as well. So hopefully, be very powerful. Just one quick question on on the kind of celebrity angle there that you've got. He's obviously clearly either a massive fan of yours or a really passionate supporter of of the organisation. How do you manage that, and how do you keep him coming along to things? The Duke Duke of Kent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Duke of Kent's actually our president, so he has that royal patronage role with the Stroke Association. But we have a whole host of celebrity supporters. Uh, Tonight we've got Kay Adams from Loose Women hosting the event for us. You were saying, big fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll introduce Watches it every you. day. We'll have yeah. to introduce you later. Yeah. Kay Adams is with us tonight hosting, which is a fantastic role we can we can put her in. Obviously, she's well recognised of the television. Yeah. yeah, adds to the experience for the guests. Hopefully, they they enjoy the event and having someone prominent in that role. But also, she'll go away hopefully being inspired to support the cause a little bit more as well. We yeah. do lots of of events that involve celebrity supporters. Our biggest probably being the Life After Stroke Awards, right. which celebrates the amazing achievements of people affected by stroke. Um, but we get a lot of celebrity sports come and present those categories. A mm. um, little bit like the Pride of Britain Awards, if you've seen that on television. Yeah. And those supporters go away, hopefully, again, wanting to do a lot more for us. And they, they tend to do a lot of sort of public work for us and, and come to a lot of Does that add a level of pressure to you for the night in looking after uh, celebs as well as your course, supporters on top of yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's always a level of pressure, I, I suppose, to some extent. But what I would say is that, uh, that we want every guest to have the best possible experience at our events. So whether you're a celebrity supporter, volunteer, a stroke survivor, whoever you are, we want you to have an unforgettable experience at our events. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do here. And hopefully mm. tonight is, is, is part of that process. Yeah. And so we hear a lot about charities you know, needing to do more to kind of look after, to acquire supporters. Finding new supporters can be, can be costly and challenging when it comes to fundraising. I guess the question is kind of what, team, what, what role does your team and, and your events play in the fundraising journey of the Stroke Association? So I head up the conference and events team, which actually sits in our external affairs department. Right. And so obviously the events that we run are very much about awareness raising, but also engagement. We don't do a lot of fundraising at our events. Funds do tend to come in as a result of us hosting those events, but it's very much about engagement with our special events program. So tonight we have all of our fundraising teams here representing the Stroke Association. They've invited some of their highest profile stakeholders, um, our top donors, our top legacy givers are in the room tonight. Um, But also, as we mentioned earlier, some of those new supporters that we're trying to get to a point where we want them to donate or offer a gift in kind or do something to support the the, the charity's work. And we hope that that's where we'll see some real success this evening, taking those relationships to the next level. Um, So I suppose to answer your question, our role as an events team is really to facilitate or offer that platform to our fundraising teams to make those relationships happen and, and, and take them to that next level. Talking of taking things to the next level, mm-hmm. nothing against Bromsgrove. I'm a big fan, mm-hmm. but that was that's nothing compared to this evening's mm-hmm. glamorous event. We m- may have a couple of listeners total, and one of those might work for a, m- a much smaller organisation. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be to those guys that are running things on a, on a shoestring budget sure. and, and setting up their own events? Anybody working in events within the charity sector has the same responsibility uh, no matter what size of the charity that you're working for, I think we're all trying to ensure that we run value-for-money events that are, are cost-effective, on budget, trying to receive as much support for those events as possible so that the money that the charity spends doesn't go on events, it goes on our beneficiaries. Mm. So for me, my advice would be ask, ask, ask. Um, there's always <laughs> He's a, a fundraiser. Room. He's a fundraiser. Yeah. There's always a little room to, to budge on anything. So most places will obviously give you a charity discount, but I... I always believe that there's probably a bit more than a charity discount that people can offer. We do a lot of work with with corporate partners 
that come in and hopefully want to put their name to an event like this tonight. Uh, we've got ISS, one of our Charity of the Year partnerships that we've got. They put their name to the event, which means they get a little bit of PR out of it. They get a lot of engagement with our guests, but also it helps with us to demonstrate that the events aren't just funded by charity money. We get our corporate supporters as well. So just com- ask as much as we possibly can. And we get so many gifts in kind of as all of doing Do you have to well. bear that in mind around cost and, and explaining mm-hmm. that things are funded here and um, you know, just being aware of your return on investment, etc. Do people ask those questions? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's, it's more important than ever before. I think there's a lot of scrutiny across the sector at the moment. I think things like the, the President's Club event that we saw yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. It just things like that have, have led to this level of scrutiny where people are wanting to ensure charities are using their money both transparently and in an honest way. Mm. So for me, an event like tonight is about expense. We do have to spend some money. Yeah. Of course we do. But it's about doing that in a, in a transparent way and, and showing that return on investment both to to uh, our own directors within the Stroke Association, but also yeah. to our stakeholders as well. People want to know that tonight we'll, we'll raise awareness, we'll raise money, and we'll, we'll benefit from hosting an event mm-hmm. like tonight. So we will, we will build that into our key messaging in the scripts. Uh, as we talk to guests, as our home team maneuver around the guests tonight, they'll all be talking about the benefits of this event, which is really important. Yeah. I mean, firstly, Tony, you're, you're so calm to say you're in the middle of one of your, your biggest <laughs> events. I mean, I know it's getting to crunch time and, and you're going to have to run off. But I'm keeping an eye on, you know, on, a, the, true, on the time. <laughs> yeah, a true events professional, as calm as it can be. We're literally um, in the eye of the storm here, aren't we? <laughs> I, so calm. I, I kind of feel guilty. It's first doing this, and I think the team are probably <laughs> glaring at me from behind, so I probably won't, won't only, say much Only longer. in awe. <laughs> only in no. awe. Yeah. I, t- t- Tony, we won't keep you so much longer, but I guess it's just, we, you know, we like to try and give some people ideas out there some people who may be listening that are relatively new in their career or maybe thinking of making their move into kind of special events can you kind of talk about is there anything in across your career any bit of advice any any key moment that you thought you did something different or did something that that helped you get to where you are today it's a really good question and i am going to struggle to think of a key moment probably that, that stands out but in terms of general advice the events industry is constantly moving mm. and right now as, as I head up the conference and events team at the Stroke Association, one of the things I'm pushing us to do is think more about where events are going, industry trends, what we should be doing to keep up with the private sector. Mm. Um, things like sustainability is really key for us at the moment. I think everybody should be having that sort of in their forefront of their thinking. It's our duty of care as yeah. such to ensure that we, we're obviously putting a good footprint in place at these events, keeping that, that at the forefront of our minds. Digital is a really big thing for us at the moment as well. Mm. So we're live streaming tonight's event on Facebook. Yeah, that was really um, good to which see. Which gets the message out a lot more beyond those that are just invited to the room. Um, so our, our host tonight will address the online audiences. We'll get questions from the online audiences as well. And that's a really low-cost way for us to do it. We're not putting any budget towards that really tonight. Yeah. Um, obviously broadcasting it through our Facebook channel. Hopefully we'll have sort of thousands of people tuning in from across the world we're yeah. anticipating tonight. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. digital is really big for us. And, and I think just going back to that sort of public scrutiny, making sure that that the money is being spent wisely and, and, and efficiently at that, the moment is key. That kind of constant evolution of the events mm. landscape means that there are always going to be opportunities there. So Without a doubt. And I, th- and I think our challenge at the moment is to offer something different. I mm. mentioned earlier, it's, it's kind of our motto within the team. We want to create unforgettable experiences. Mm. Now, for me, that means we have to be striving to do something different constantly. You can't just do the same event year in, year out. Gala dinners are sort of... Uh, they're quite old-fashioned in some ways now, so we're trying to think about different ways we can engage with people that doesn't just require people turning up in a black tie, sitting down for a three-course dinner. Our Life After Stroke Awards is a great example of that. Again, another event that we live broadcast. It gets the stories, the powerful, emotional stories of people affected by stroke across. Hopefully people go away with those lasting memories. But it's those small touches as well, that attention to detail that I'm constantly 
wanting to see at our events that really does go a long way and hopefully that, that's sort of the biggest piece of advice I would offer anyone is think about the attention to detail you can get everything else right and then focus on the attention to detail and they're the things that people will really remember Tony I think you know you, you've, you've summed it up pretty well there and I, I, again I just have to commend you on one your, your foresight to email us and go do you guys fancy coming along here and recording a podcast because you know we're thankful for that but also I think it shows that you're approaching this event in a different way because yes we've only got a relatively small audience but you were keen to kind of communicate what you're doing here and I think we're both we're both really pleased to be here and you know thank you for your time before we let you go we're going to do our three quick fire questions that I don't know if you got that far on the questions oh, list sure I did, but so you didn't I but, uh, <laughs> so number one if you could place an ad across Facebook across the world for one day what would it say oh, and wow. why quick fire answer to that stroke association heart on my sleeve I think it would be to ensure people are rebuilding lives after stroke I think that would be my key message. I want more people to support this really good charity that we are, we are working with here. Good, good. Uh, second question, what is the one piece of advice that you've been given throughout your career that really either sticks with you or suddenly comes to mind now? It's less advice than more of a, a scare tactic, I think. I remember <laughs> the, first, the first job I ever had in the, the university's press office. Uh, I wrote my very first ever press release for the university and the director at the time read it and in front of me screwed it up and threw it at me <laughs> um, so it wasn't really advice from him but it was a, a moment that, of realisation that I probably needed to just go away and scrub up on my, my writing techniques a little wow. that's do, a, that's a never do, do better book, isn't yeah. it? Wow. it's yeah. never left me that one yeah. you probably wouldn't, get, probably wouldn't get away with that one these yeah. days did he get an invite yeah. tonight or <laughs> he's no. not here tonight he's no, not here tonight, tonight. surprisingly okay and obviously it's a podcast that focuses around people doing more good what's your favourite story or inspiring individual that you've met on your journey at the Stroke Association who's done something good for others? I just meet so many incredible people on a day-to-day basis in this charity. I think it'd be tough to pick out one. Uh, I could give you, I could speak to you for hours about yeah, the inspiring I'm people sure. I've met. Stroke survivors that we've worked with over the years uh, keep me going in this job, and, and this is why we're all here to do what we're doing tonight. The incredible winners of our Life After Stroke Awards, and I'd urge anybody, it's a bit of a plug, I know, but go onto the Stroke Association's website, check out the Life After Stroke Awards and watch those films because they're the most moving, inspiring people that you could ever wish to meet. And, and I think that's, that's where I'd probably yeah. sum up my career as such with the Stroke Association. Meeting stroke survivors, working with them on a daily basis is, is an absolute honour. Nice. Well, look, we will let you get back to it. Thank it's you an so honor to much. Meet you. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, it was Thanks really an honour. Enjoy, enjoy the night. All right, Tony. Take Thanks, care. Guys. Thank Thanks, you very guys. much. Kenneth, we've managed to catch Bex Francis, who is the big deal in regional fundraising around these parts. She's a big deal on Twitter as well, isn't a she? Big deal on Twitter. Huh? Yes, you've seen her too. Yeah, <laughs> but she's been schmoozing the room. But we've managed to grab her and tell, pull her over to one side to. Um, catch your perspective on this evening and, and what you're hoping to get out today thank you for having me firstly yeah so events like tonight we're really lucky at the stroke association that we have an incredible events program um, so throughout the year we have different events where we bring our guests in so we're not lucky enough to have lab or um, services that we can sort of showcase to our donors and you have to slum it in the science museum so we slum it here yeah. and you know drinking white wine it's 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 great yeah. so we we use these kind of events to really showcase what we do and we do a lot as a charity so the messages can get really mixed and confused and these kind of evenings bring people that have particular interests together um, so tonight's all about our research funding, what we do to fund stroke research. And, yeah, it's an amazing opportunity How to How many have. people are you hoping to, to get here tonight? So it's already fairly busy. It's yeah, busy we've got up. about 220-ish, I think, coming along. So 
big numbers. Uh, yeah. Regional fundraising, we've got about 20 people coming. So nice. it's our first year as a team having uh, a group of people here. So really exciting for us. So have you got some of your regional corporate partners from across the country or are they most, mostly London-based who are coming along tonight? Yeah, so we've got London, South East, a couple from Essex. So people will travel for these kind of things. Will they? It's, yeah, definitely. And what's it? What's the kind of main aim for you from this event in terms of inviting those partners along? What do you What do you hope they go away feeling and thinking drunk. about this? Well, apart from the Always. white wine and the and the, and the, the beer, <laughs> how many have you had, by the way? Exactly. That giggle yeah, giggle tells yeah. us tells the us everything. Iron brew beer. <laughs> so. For me, it's really a touch point. It's yeah. a really nice way to sit down and have a different kind of conversation. And we, as I say, we do so many different things. Mm. That research is just one leg of the Stroke Association. So it's a great way to introduce people to something very new. And something mm. that a lot of people are really interested in is mm. that prevention message, what they can do to change people's lives moving forwards. And research is just that, isn't it? So it, it really helps us to have people learn from that perspective. From the brains, right? And the, the it's not even... Yeah. So we, Alongside having the brains and the professors here, we've got someone who's actually been at the receiving end of the rehabilitation that we've right. invested research into. Um, so we've got a lady here whose husband has received rehabilitation care, um, and she's going to be speaking this evening. So you get a real first-hand insight into what the Stroke Association has done. For us, that's just, it's, you know, those kind of experiences change people's perception completely of what we do as a charity. Mm. I want people to leave thinking, actually, I'm still invested. Yep. I still want this. And yep. actually, my motivation moving forwards is to be the next big thing. You know, a million pounds is completely achievable if there's a group of us doing this together. Yeah, no, absolutely. What's the biggest challenge you face in terms of your role being out there in the regions? Do you cover the whole of the UK or are you kind of quite focused in terms of the London and the southeast? Yeah, so we've got a team across the whole of the UK. We've got okay. 13 offices. 13 offices. Wow. We can edit that, don't worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might be 11. We've 16. Got, yeah, so, you know, ar around that kind of number. Um, we've got offices across the country. So we predominantly do events like this in London right. um, because it's where a majority of our sort of major donors are based but mm. we're, we're trying to spread things out because people aren't just based here anymore so yeah, we've been doing a series of events across the country called the local life after stroke awards um, which are small sort of celebration events and we did them we did 13 of them across the country so we had them in edinburgh we had them in belfast um, and we took guests in, a, in the same way that we're doing tonight we're taking yeah. people into a journey of what we do and why it's inspirational and why people should support us and people always leave really happy and engaged with with us which Brilliant. is yeah cool. i mean i've looked through um the subjects that your kind of ted talk style speeches are gonna are gonna happen later on and if i would say that kenneth is the clever one out of the <laughs> two of us i mean we're gonna have our minds blown in half an hour yeah we, i really? think so yeah. no it's an impressive impressive list and I, I think i remember from my experience working for a research organization just when you can actually get donors in front of the yeah. people that are actually either physically been affected by the disease or, or working through the disease, but also those that are at the cutting edge in terms of fighting back against it and trying to find that cure and trying to find all of those great treatments. It just brings people, inspires people, right? And I guess that's what you're hoping from tonight, that it inspires yeah. more support Absolutely. and more funds. And it, and it does, and that, that's the amazing thing about it. I think, you know, the... The culture of events, a lot of people say if you need a gala dinner and you need an event to, to fundraise, then you're not a very good fundraiser. And maybe who's, that's... Maybe who's been saying that? <laughs> it, well, is that? Is that the word on the street? It's, okay, it's well, the word on Twitter. Just, right. just, just have a little search. Right. But it doesn't need to be about making an ask tonight. It's just making sure that those people recognise what we do. And the, the amazing thing about our speakers is that they'll make everything understandable. So I came along last year and I left feeling 
really knowledgeable, yeah. really in the know, and really able. But to then you're turning your supporters into your ambassadors as well, right? So they're going to go home and they're going to talk about this evening in layman's terms, so that other people will understand it and. and hopefully become supporters themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And we don't just bring existing donors along, so we'll bring prospective donors into these kind of events just to sort of showcase to them that Basically we are any special. Basically, any old podcast Anyone, can get know, in you, here. Yeah, just yeah, walk you in can off be, the street. You can be people's eight, eight <laughs> favourite podcasts and you can still sneak your way in. Yeah. It's a great, great, it's a great opportunity and we're, we're very lucky to have a good events programme that brings not even just our donors and the researchers together, but we've got a room full of stroke survivors. There'll be people that have been affected by stroke here tonight. Yeah. Um, and they, they act, as you say, as great ambassadors for us and they'll quite happily share their story and engage with people about how rehabilitation has changed their lives and how the Stroke Association has been involved in that. So we're eternally lucky for these kind of events. Well, well, Becky, thank you so much for joining us. I know you've probably got lots of people you need to talk to. Yeah. And we'll let you get back to the schmoozing. Thank, thank you very you much. Me. Thanks for joining. Okay, so we managed to get some guests to join press us. Press gang. For, for, for press gang them into For a couple this. of minutes. So we're Hello joined there. by Deborah Brand and Caroline Rodriguez. So, Deborah, let me start with you. How come you come to attend the Stroke Association event tonight? attended the was it the stroke awards on uh, at christmas time last year and i brought along with me one of uh, my friends my friend she's filming me while i'm talking <laughs> to you it's like double we're, we're multi-channel right now double yeah. shiners yeah. <laughs> and so i brought a friend of mine along that had a stroke and his carer ah, and it okay. was amazing they it really changed his life mm-hmm. and so i did a lot of work with them getting him a place uh, to go and sing and to have therapy and things like that. So since November, is that when we went? Since November, I've had quite a bit to do with the Stroke Association, learning what they're all about, okay. what they do, what they can offer. And they asked me to be a judge for next year. for one Right. Of so so you've, obviously got a, you've obviously got a reach and, and, and an audience and, and through your own work. So you've bought that long and you've decided to use it to some good to help the Stroke Association. That's right. That's it. And Caroline, so what about yourself? What's, what brings what brings you along, obviously, with Deborah, but um, what are you hoping to get well, from this evening? I'm actually Deborah's PR, but I have a health condition myself, so I'm very interested in other people and charities that deal with these kinds of health conditions um, okay. and really kind of motivating and helping other people also. And from the sounds of things, we're in for a really inspiring few talks this evening. So, so yeah. like, no pressure on these guys. No pressure. But it's it's all set to to be pretty amazing tonight. All I right. think I think that's that it. it. Yeah, you can go now. You can yeah, go. Great, that was fantastic. Deborah, thank you so much. Thank you very much. My lords, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Stroke Association's president, His Royal Highness the Duke of Kent. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very happy to welcome you to the 12th annual research event for the Stroke Association. It's titled, entitled Amazing Brains, a rather good title, I think. As president, I'm delighted that you've all come here to hear how research, particularly, has impacted on stroke survivors and on the business, the all-important business of helping people have a life after stroke. So James just wrapped up another fantastic episode, if I don't say so myself. How did you find it? It's all right, wasn't it? (laughs) 
if anyone wants to kind of follow up and actually enjoy this thing, where can they find us? Well, we're on Twitter, Kenneth, at Do More Good Pod. Instagram, at Do More Good Pod. Have we gone multi-channel and even gone to YouTube? We have, but you can find all those videos on the website, domoregood.uk. And if you want to contact us by email, please use contact at domoregood.uk. So I was in work, it was a Friday. It was my seventh birthday party. There's something not right and I start to panic. My mind was not coming together. I can't move my left hand today. Massive sharp Explosion. My brain fell out. I would die. My body drained. And then I disappeared. I woke up and everything was spinning. The light was like needles. Your light is in a trap. Over time, it's getting better. Hopefully, some of these fingers might work again. Every day is a challenge. You need that extra support to get you through. I'm Baz. I'm Paul. I'm Luna. I'm a stroke survivor. I'm a stroke survivor. I'm Alicia, and I'm a stroke survivor. Survivor herself, so it really is the true voice of lived experience.